Thank you for downloading Fearless in Devotion, a podcast all about Wrexham AFC. Here they come, mighty champions, raise your voices to the anthem, marching with a mighty army, Wrexham is the name, Fearless in Devotion. Hello and welcome to the new edition of Fearless and Devotion. You'll have to bear with me this morning because I'm a bit hungover. The reason I'm hungover is because Wrexham gave me a classic away day yesterday. And I think last I can remember I was going the wrong way down the tube after falling asleep. So I didn't roll in till, till quite late, but it was absolutely worth it. Liam, what was that like listening to? It was difficult to listen to. Um, I, I had a Phil Parkinson, well, not quite a Phil Parkinson out tweet ready to go, but wasn't particularly happy at 1-0. Um, and then Wrexham did something which they rarely did before this season and staged uh, a miraculous comeback. So it was a good, it was quite good to listen to, actually. The commentary on BBC Wales was decent this week. We had Bryn Law on. Sounded to me like the first half was hard work um, to watch. Um, and then obviously the fact they had a man sent off helped, but someone said that Parky switched to four at the back as well, and lo and behold, it went together. Yeah, he did. He completely changed the changed the system, and I, I, it's like I couldn't understand it. It's like the game was crying out for a sub, Wheelton score, and everything changes. So you know he he went from zero to to a hundred in the changes, um, but but it worked out. You're right. The first half was was a chore. The wind wasn't great. The pitch wasn't great. Um, but Wrexham didn't really control the game. Tim, what did you think? Uh, it was one of those classic, oh, here we go again moments when we went behind. Didn't sound great on the radio. Uh, but yeah, you kind of make your own look, I guess. So it's one of those. I keep thinking, is it going to be one of those kind of turning point in the season games where, you know, all look lost and everybody's calling for the manager's head and then all of a sudden... Um, we've we've managed to to sneak it. So, yeah, like like Liam said, we don't we don't often um, you know come back at that late on, um, especially not to win to win games. So nice to do, nice to see, um, but got to build on it. And you know, massive massive game on Tuesday at Chesterfield. So we'll see see what happens. Yeah, we that was a game where we really missed Mullin because. We did have a lot of play in their box, but we just were not incisive. The final ball was bobbling off people's people's shins. It just we just weren't really putting it together. And you needed Jordan Davis to step up and really grab the game by the scruff of the neck, and he did. And that's why he's our most important player. I think Tim, was it you who put a tweet out saying is he our best player of the non-league era? Um, no, somebody else put that. I just said how much is he worth. Um, in the current climate, but somebody did say that. I think it's a bit, it's a bit premature to say that because it just is. You know, the, the, it depends if you're talking type of player. I mean, it took him a bit of a while to get going this season. Um, you know, there, there may have been the obvious underlying reasons for that. Um, we don't know if, if that, that's had any effect. It doesn't seem to have an effect on his game since then. But um, really good player, really really good player, and. Um, Starting to click for him now, which is which is really good to see. So long may it continue because we can't afford to uh, to have him out of the side. So yeah, um, 
long may it continue really really good to, to have a player in our midst that's from around here that's really really pushing on really yeah and Liam uh, we've touched on it but what do you think about Tuesday now would you be happy with draw Funnily enough, I've I've been looking at the um, list, the, their current injury list, and uh, they had a red card on Saturday as well. I I think this is our our chance to go there and beat them. To be honest, you know, I, as much as you don't want to put too much pressure on the team, I think if there's a time when they you know they seem to be having real trouble with with players, I think we've got to go there and aim for a win if we want to end up in the. I, you know, I still think top spots a bit out of reach, but top two or three, I think this is the sort of game we've got to go there and aim to win. Yep, um, I think you're right. I think we've got a good chance. Uh, Weston's out for them and he's important. Obviously, uh, Tishmanga's out as well for, for the rest of the season, probably. So, you know, they, they're, they're going through a Wrexham-esque run of luck. So um, you just know they're going to start Tom Denton. He's going to have his typical really good game against us. So it'll be one of those, won't it? But then that we yeah. have got we have got Aiden to to keep him in his pocket, so it'll be fine. Yeah, interested to see if he plays Jarvis again. Um, I wonder if that sort of pitch um, would uh, would suit him a bit more. It didn't really come off for him yesterday, but I can see what he's doing with him and Davis in tandem. Right. Anyway, that's. We're aiming for playoffs, and our guest this week is synonymous with playoff, including well, one moment in in our recent playoff history. Tim, do you want to do you want to take us through who it is? Yeah, it was uh, it was one of those where we thought it'd be great to get him on because he's a good talker. We've seen that elsewhere before on other podcasts, so it was a delight to get him on. And um, very experienced, two decades in the game, played at you know. Uh, a high level, a bit of a legend in a couple of clubs. But yeah, we uh, managed to get the one and only Brett Armourod on. Really, really good. Enjoyed his talk. Um, comes with a public health warning, to be honest. There yeah, is, he does. The swear count is is um, high, to put it mildly. I mean, we didn't want to use the bleep button too much, but it is what it is. Um, if you're easily offended, um, don't say we didn't warn you. However, it is a really, really good listen. Um, if you kind of look beyond that. So enjoy it. Yeah, PS, Fat Ball, they're brilliant. Forgot to say it earlier. Get in Fat Ball. Buy, buy all your stuff from there. Oh, my spot um, um, swearing is not sponsored by Fat Ball. But this, oh, this no, 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 they don't. So on this week's podcast, we are joined by a player who spent over two decades as a professional footballer. He's a legend at Blackpool and Southampton, an FA Cup finalist, various promotions won. He ended up coming to us on July the 2nd, 2012, signing a two-year deal at Wrexham on a free transfer. He went on to make 81 appearances for Wrexham, scoring 15 goals. Welcome to the one and only Brett Ormrod. It's a delight to have you on, sir. Thank you very much. It's a delight to be here. That 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 was the, the the sort of most abridged version of your career I could do because we could we could have filled an entire podcast just doing an introduction for you. To be honest. Yeah, I mean, you know, I look back now. I, I never look back at the time, but um, I did all right for a scruffy kid from Blackburn. So um, <laughs> you know that that's um, yeah. It, it's, I look back at it now with, with very because you know when you're playing every season it just rolls on and. 
and it, it's just like a whirlwind. But um, you know, when you when you retire, it's um, it, 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 sometimes you look, you just look back and you think, yeah, it was it was a, it's a you know it's the best job in the world uh, to get paid for anything that you love doing, and uh, I am very very fortunate. Does it feel like a, does it feel like a world away now that because obviously time um, retired and everything else? I mean, does it feel like a different lifetime? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I do a lot of commentary now for Radio Lancashire, so that sort of gives me my football fix, um, yeah. you know, and I keep myself busy in my spare time and stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, there's nothing like playing. Uh, I dipped into management with my old ex mate at Fowled, uh, John Hills, who I used to play, he used to be left back at Blackpool in my first spell, and we did really well and. And stuff, but um, you know, Jim Bentley came in after that. Um, we were only doing it temporary, but we, um, you know, we had a really good spell. And I never thought of myself as a coach, but until then, and but I, I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. Um, but you know, it's it's very very fickle as football, and there's not many managers' jobs, and you know, you've got to have you've got to have a bit of uh, know someone who can give that opportunity. So uh, you know, I'm never I'm never not ruling out not going into management but at the moment it's um it's not looking likely yeah speaking of somebody who gave you that opportunity not in terms of the management but in terms to extend your your playing career was was obviously Andy Morell who was manager of Wrexham at the time was that connection already there from your time at Blackpool is that how that came about uh no I didn't really know Moz I mean he, he became I had two spells at Blackpool and, and he was in between right if anything it was Billy Barr Right, well, I was okay. in Preston right. with, and uh, I met Bill when I broke my leg at Preston, and um, I went to Rory Delap's wedding um, in a in a in a big pot. Um, well, a pot, a big boot, and that's the first time I met Billy Barr. Um, he was he ended up coming to Preston that season. I broke my leg in the playoff final against Leeds, and he ended up coming. So I met I met him there because he was obviously at Carlisle with Rory. Yeah, and um, and and so so I, I spent about three seasons with Billy at Preston. So, uh, and I was actually going to sign for Bury. I literally agreed everything. Right. Bury. And, uh, and Billy Barr rung me up and said, like, you know, do your fans come to Wrexham? And I said, well, I'm, I'm literally going to, to meet the manager at Bury to sign a deal. And the thing is, I, I played in the, North, um, the Unibom Prem with Accrington Stanley. Yeah. I'd scored, and I'd scored in every league. And the conference was the last league. And he said, well, well, you know, um, we can't offer you what Bury are offering you, but, you know, we'll give you a two-year deal. And, I, and he said, well, just, and Andy Morell wrote me and just said, well, come down and, and have a chat. And I come down and, and he just and I thought, do you know what? I thought it's the last league I've played and I'm not playing the conference. Um, and, and, it was, and I wanted to just tick a box. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, I ended up signing for X and then to ring the Bury manager and apologise. <laughs> Which he wasn't really happy with me at the Who time. Who was it? Who was it at the time? Very uh, boss. Oh, it was. Um, oh, I forgot his name. What's his name? Because um, I was at Lily Show with him years ago when I brought my leg in '99 for Blackpool. Uh, Richie. Um, oh. I've oh, no, Humphries is it? Richie Humphries? No, not no. Richie Humphries. Um, Wellings. No, no. Um, what's his name? But I was. He, he was at Bright at the time, and he'd been at Rotherham, um, and. I'd spent uh, about two weeks with him in the summer of 99 when I brought, I'd had a bad break at Blackpool. And, um, Richie Barker. Richie Barker. Richie Barker, that's one. Oh, so the I one that's a Google. <laughs> yeah, and he, he wasn't happy with Richie and that. And I did apologise. But I explained my reasons. I said, look, it's not financial. It's not, it, it's nothing else apart from, 
me wanting to tick a box now and, and, and finish my <laughs> career uh, because the money wasn't important to them at that, at that time. So, yeah, he, he, he accepted it, but he wasn't happy. He called me a few names at first down for, <laughs> but, you know, that's football. So, yeah, I ended up signing for Exxon. So, that, that's obviously the, the, the Billy Bars connections there. Andy and, and him draft you into the into the team. What, what's what, what, I mean in terms of the the, the box ticking exercise? How else has he, has he sold it? Because obviously at, at that point we're we're looking to go up. Obviously it pans out to be a a bittersweet season, which we'll come to. But what what did you make of of, of the team that was there? Because it was a bit of a mix, really. If if I think rightly, it was a bit, you know. I, mean, I remember signing and walking in and Blakey, um, Glenn Little, <laughs> and Blakey. Blakey's like an elephant. He never he never forgets anything. <laughs> And he just said, "Oh, I remember when we played at Turf Moor against Blackpool in '97, and all this." And he sort of went, "I vaguely remember the result, Blake. Yeah, but you did this, this, and this." And I'm like, "Fucking hell, mate! What? Well, you know, Blake is like that. He just remembers everything. He's like a fucking, you know, he never. He's like the Oracle. That's the best way I can describe him. He remembers everything of every game of every minute, and." Uh, and he just he, he just he just fucking bamboozled me with stats. We sat at the training ground, we're having a brew. And I used to love me brew. So he used to call it, oh, fucking hell, Brett. He's like, caught me when he was having a Brett break. And he just sit there and fucking bamboozled me with games. And I'd be like, fuck it, I'd have to Google him. I'd be like, nodding. He would, he would tell me about games that have gone on, like from fucking like late 90s against Burnley Blackpool and whatever. And then I'd be Googling him afterwards, thinking, fucking hell, he's right as well, you know. <laughs> It's, I don't know whether I've added too many footballs in my time, but he just never forgot a thing. To play. <laughs> but he, he will he will know every stat of everything. And uh, but we, you know, and I didn't really know too many players. Obviously, I know Dean. Um, um, fuck it, Keats. Keats. Yeah. I played against Keats a lot because he was a little midfielder in Warsaw, and uh, you Keats know, he's a, he, yeah. yeah, he's a great player, Keats. And uh, I played against Keats a lot uh, and stuff, and. Um, you know, we had a we had a big. You know, we had the Scouse Mafia. We had the uh, oh, Ash yeah. and Jay fucking. Um, we we had um, um, fuck. I'm t- I've gone blank here. Um, <laughs> Neil Ashton, Jay Harris, yeah. Jay Harris, Jerry, um, Johnny. Jerry, Oakley, Oakley, you know, he could start. Mm. He was like he was like the Scouse version of Dennis Wise with Jay. Great lad, but could start an argument in an empty room. You know <laughs> what I mean? He was fucking. Um, but we, we had a really good set of lads. You know, we had big Danny Wright up from. Um, we had Chiz, who um, was one of the talent, most talented players ever. But, I mean, Billy and Moz used to pull their hair out. And they even set me onto him and said, look, this kid can play higher. Because on his day, he can do anything. But he were a lazy little shit. He <laughs> was. You couldn't get through to him. Do you know, I had more conversations with him saying, look, when he, when he was at it, he could, he could beat anyone. He had this electric pace and all that. But he was, and I couldn't understand with someone who was that quick, who wouldn't play on the shoulder, who wouldn't run in behind, because he right. would get, he'd make himself 50 fucking chances a game if he did that. And Moz hardly played him because he was so unreliable and, un, you know, he wouldn't do the other side of it. And and they would, and Billy Barr said, Breck, fucking, we, we, they had him in week after week. And I said to this kid, you, you, you know, he was earning £500 a week at Wrexham. And I'm saying, you could go on there and fucking 10 times that. If yeah. you fucking put your head right and did the right things, I was thirty-five. I was travelling two hours a day. You know, every time I got out fucking car for training, I was like Tim Man off Wizard of Oz. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I 
I'd get into training an, an hour early and I'd beat Jim just on exercise bikes on a fucking... <laughs> I'd have anti flams for fun. Yeah, and that was that was me. But I was 35 years old, you know, my, my, and, and and you had someone with this with disability who could just rip defenders open, but didn't fucking want to. And I used to say to him, you know what? I don't give a shit what you think. Now, don't give me all that, because I've had all these people come to me. I should have, could have, would have. Bollocks that, right? If anyone used to come to me and go, yeah, I could have done it. Oh, what? You could have earned fucking 20 grand a week, but you'd rather, because you had a bad attitude, you'd rather sit and fucking work at McDonald's. What a load of bollocks. You weren't good enough. But that kid was, mm-hmm. you know, was cheers. And, fuck, and Blake had him and all that. I'm like, mate, if you apply yourself and do it right, there's no, because on your day, people can't, they can't fucking get near you. But you, you need you need to be consistent. You need to be, and he wasn't. And and you know, I honestly believe that in years to come that he'll regret that. I really do, because he had everything, and he had a, he had age, he had speed, he could go past players, he could finish. But if you don't have the right attitude and you, you're not willing to work, that's the minimum of anything. Um, and he just wouldn't. No matter. And, and you know what, Moz and Billy tried with him. Week after week, when he played well and scored, they would get him in the office. Everything were on pro zone. They would show him what he'd done good and what he needed to do to stay in the first team regularly. You know, off the ball stuff that people, usual fans don't see. The only city, oh, he should be playing because of this, that, another. But when they're not, it's like having 10 men. You know, so you, it's, there's a lot to the game and, and, and stuff. And he, and he never did. And you know, it's. I think fucking hell, it's one of the biggest ways in football because that kid had everything. So you know, and he could he could have played championship easily and fucking quadrupled his wage. Did he always go in through one ear and out through the other with him? You tried the pep. Yeah. Off no, that. he was a great lad. He wasn't an ignorant lad, and he wasn't. Yeah. A, you know, he was a fantastic lad. But for some reason, it just didn't. It never. It, it never stuck with him, and 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 he baffles you. He, baffled you. he, he honestly baffled you. And you can ask a confidence thing, Brett. Uh, maybe do you know what? Maybe it was. Maybe it was. Uh, uh, maybe it, it could have been um, that he, he wasn't enough confidence in himself um, to, to take that forward. But I mean, everyone's like, I, I was like, that. do you know what I mean? I went, when I when I left Blackburn at eighteen and I got released, I walked into Accrington Stanley. I, I had a double hernia, I fractured my shoulder blade. I didn't even want to fucking play. I lost my confidence. My dad's mate said to the Akron Stanley Reserve team manager, get this lad down here. And we had a lot of ex-pros at, at Stanley, about 1995, playing in the old Unibon Prem. And we had a lot of Burnley ex-players and, and that, Les Thompson and stuff. And, and and for fucking five months, I had these players going, what a player you are. Do you know? I mean, people come to me afterwards when I went, went back to Blackpool and, you know, I, I started building myself up and I broke my leg, I got set back and then I, I really kicked on. And people are going, oh, when you went into non-league, did, you know, you thought, were you going to determine to get back into football? No, I didn't. Not one bit. I only went because my, my dad's mate and, you know, I, I did, at 18, I'd, I'd been released by a black, but I'd double earn I didn't want to fucking play football. I'd rather go out with my mates on piss. And I went to this, this non-league club who were full of fucking ex-pros who were just going, you're a great player. Just give me my confidence. And yeah. I suddenly, I start because I, I fell out with football, and I suddenly started enjoying football again. And not one bit of me in that whole in the, the eighteen month I was there, where I played, I think I played forty games, scored thirty odd goals. Did I ever think about 
I'm going to go back up. It was just, I'm playing football and I'm enjoying myself. And everything mm. else happened on the back of that, if you will. So, uh, and I understand that, but the kid had so much talent and he had a lot. And I know for a fact that I, you know, I knew a lot of people in the game that were looking at him. But he wasn't, you know, he wasn't consistent from one day to the next. And and mm. he wouldn't. And Billy Barr, and I know Bill very well, and Bill used to show him prosons about going, you know, that he'd be one on one with a defender. Someone like keeps that ball, and he'd be ten yards behind last defender, and he wanted to feet. And Billy be going fucking running behind. He plays the ball, you mean? <laughs> you know, and no one's going to catch you. You can give him ten yards start, and you'll still get him. <laughs> you know, and, and I think it, it was it was a massive mystery. Uh, because when he wanted to, he, he he could have had the world at his feet, or you know he could at least minimum played in the championship and earned to himself a hell of a career. But for whatever reason, but you meet them kind of players, and and I don't know. I think it's frustrating because they they have you, you meet a lot of bullshitters and all that who talk a good game, but he had, he had, that kid had everything that could have gone up and never did. And you look back and you think, well, you know what I mean? It's it's whatever whatever happens. Oh, but you've got to work hard and make the most of your ability, and then that will come mm. up, you know, on, on top. And it, and it was just one chat, one kid who never did. And you know, I'm sure if you ask Mars or Billy Barr about that, I'm sure they'd say the exact same thing. So we'd go from from one player who who uh, wasn't consistent, but if you look at that squad that season, consistently churned out results as a squad as a team. Just take us through that first season you were there. You're sort of there's the obvious highlights which we'll come to with with the, with the trophy final and stuff. But that that season just seemed to build momentum and to finish with that many points and not not go up was. I don't think we've ever recovered from it since. If I'm honest, do you know? Do you know what? Well, I mean, I came on the back of you when Fleetwood went up. Yeah, Mickey Mellon was at Fleetwood, wasn't he? Yeah. And, there, and there was, there was that, there was some, there was, there was, and we, but we got through that. We did get through that, and it was hard um, because I mean, you got beat off Luton, hadn't you? In yeah. the over two playoffs, and you'd absolutely yeah. and in any other league, you would have gone up, and, yeah, and, yeah. and, and rightfully so, should have done. But mm. it's just circumstance and 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 things like that. And the season after. There was a bit of a hangover. You'd lost a couple of players. I mean, uh, I come in at, I was 35, I think, and I'd come in and, and stuff. And, and you know, I hadn't really played a lot with Blackpool that year anyway. Uh, I was I was on the... And and, tra- and travelling two hours every day wasn't doing me the best. But for, you know, it fucking killed me, to be honest. But the lad, we had a good squad. We had a really good squad. And we had a really good... Um, you know, really... Um, the, the, the majority of lads we had good lads hungry lads you know Neil Ashton great left back you know and, yeah. and you can go through the team you know um, we brought Martin um, Riley uh, really good defender um, we had Dink Keats who could run midfield you know Jay mm. um, thing, um, fucking hell I'm, <laughs> um, Joe Clark was in midfield yeah, as well yeah. uh, Joe come in you know, and, and we, we had a good squad of lads with Danny Wright, who was a big lad, sent it forward, bustled his way through. And, and, and you know, we, we had a good squad, but, but we we, were, we had a good squad in, in teams like Grimsby, Mansfield. But 
it, it wasn't until I moved to the conference that I looked at that that conference league and thought Luton. There was four, there's five, six teams, even Wrexham included. That when I was at Blackpool uh, in the early and late nineties, they were all League One teams. Mm. Do you know what I mean? They were all League One teams, and when they, and it's like anything else. Uh, once you get, you know, um, you get into that conference, getting back up is hard work. It's the, probably the toughest league apart from the championship to get out of. Because once you go down there, there's only one goes up and then one in the playoffs. And that's what Wrexham uh, suffered that season before I came in. And yeah. you know, you go, well, surely it should be two. And League Two clubs go, well, we're not voting for that because it's like a turkey voting for Christmas, isn't it? Mm. Until yeah, they yeah. go down. And as soon as they go down, they say, well, it should be two. <laughs> you know, two automatic, so yeah. Two, oh, fuck that. No, no, we're not having that. <laughs> you know, and, and it wasn't, to, and I'm thinking, fucking hell, there's some big teams in here, you know, and there's some big budgets. Um, but we had a great season and we should have gone up. We should have gone. Um, we, um, a bit inconsistent at time, but we had, we had, we had, we had, for me, the best squad at that time, the best lads. And, um, yeah, just the fucking, it, it's still, it's still, it's a one season that, that still, out of my whole career, I'm going to oh, that still fucking vexes me. Mm. In the sense that yeah. we, we, we battered the uh, thingy in final and we should have won. Newport, yeah. Yeah, Newport. Yeah. We, we should have won. We should have won that game, and and not just at the end. I mean, they scored one against one of play when we were on top, and we should have scored. I should have scored. Mozzie, it, it, it come back, and I know people go, "Fucking hell!" They go, "Oh, you missed that." Man. I've, I've gone swear. I didn't. I didn't miss that on purpose. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, no. no. It was, it was, to be fair, Mal fucking should have scored. So it is fault, really. The keeper saved it, and it bounced up high, and I couldn't get my, and it come back at me that quick. I couldn't get my leg over it, and it, I, yeah. I, I think I hit it wide and high, but it come back. Was it quick. just? Sorry, sorry Brett, was it just because it was so close and it was such? You know, you say it comes a bit high, but it was really, it was, it was really sort of close range, wasn't it? Well, it would be been fair, hard to get. To be fair, fucking Moss should have scored. He come back so quick, and like you know, maybe if I was yeah. twenty-one, I could have reacted as quick. Pidgey, 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 Pidgey uh, made uh, a decent save. I was, I was save. thirty-five, and I was fucked. It was a hard <laughs> day. <laughs> so yeah, I mean. And then they scored, and it was just, do you know, one of them surreal games where it's just like we didn't deserve that. We no. did not deserve that. And mm. and it, and sometimes it's just fair. Sometimes it's like playing FA Cup when you play a lower league team. Sometimes and and, and they knock you out, and you, they score one goal, and you and, and you just think, ah, this isn't. We ain't gonna fucking score here. You know, and I remember Maxi coming up, and then they broke and scored the second one, and they cheer and all that, and you think we footballed them to death. We yeah. create chances. Their keepers pulled some great saves off and all that. But as a fucking football contest, there were only one team in it. Do you know? Yeah. And 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 honestly, that summer was one of the hardest summers I ever had because, um, and I was thirty five. And the thing is, when I came to Wrexham, and um, you know, I did score for a bit, and and people were like, and, and that hurt me because that's you know, I, I fucking I felt you come into a, a club and at thirty five. You've got a responsibility to try and prove yourself even more. You I'll, I'll just stop you there, Brett, because we had Ian Rush when he was that age, and he didn't score either. So don't worry about that. <laughs> he didn't score. Oh, you know what? Yeah. I'll tell you what. So, you know what? And, and you can ask Joey Jones this because I confided in Joey. You know, I come to the club and, and Joey Jones were there. Fucking hell! 
Joy Jones. People don't realise Joy Jones. First thing I did with Joy, I said, have you got an autobiography? He said, yeah. I said, well, fucking give me a book and sign it to Brett Best Wishes. And I sat and read it all. <laughs> Honestly, the first, that's, you asked Joy, the first fucking week I signed for Wrexham, I sat with Joy Jones and I'm like, oh my God. And then when I was injured, me and Blake it, we said, Brett break and all that. And if Joy were in, I said, Joy, fucking sit down. We make a brew and I'd just sit down and go, right, start. And I've met Joey. <laughs> Joey Jones got anywhere without telling me stories. And he and that he has the best fucking story. He's a double European World Cup winner. You know, European Cup winner. Yeah. You know, and he's the nicest bloke you'll ever fucking meet you, Joey. Yeah. But he's got the best stories in the world. You think I've got stories? Joey Jones has got fucking, you know, he's a, <laughs> I fucking love that man to bits. Uh, and he just says it with such, you know, there's no airs and graces about him. <laughs> you know, he's, he won the fucking European Cup. Liverpool, and you read his book, and I, I'm sat there, and and these and everyone's like just fucking thinking. I'm going in, going, this is George Jones, mate. You don't know this fuck. He's won fucking things with Liverpool. You know, he's played for Wales. He's telling me about when Wales played fucking Brazil just before '82 World Cup, where he's played against soccer teams and all this and Zico, right? And these are people that like, I grew up in, right? And I'm thinking, is, is everyone else just a fucking, you know? <laughs> this guy's this guy got this guy's amazing. <laughs> but he is. He's, he's actually falling down to me. I could sit there and listen to Joy Jones all day long. And he's the more and he's the most like Franny Benali, when I went to Southampton, Matt Latiz and Franny Benali and all that are absolutely so down to earth. Jason Dodd, the captain woman, and Joy Jones is one of them. And and they're right. the best kind of people for me because they're the footballing fucking giants. But they're the nicest people. Once they cross that red light, that white line, they're not. They're fucking horrible. Joe, it's, he will kick fuck out of you. Right? <laughs> Franny Benali, nicest man I've ever met in football. But cross that white line, he two foot you, break your fucking leg and walk off <laughs> and not pick you off. But get but off the pitch, the nicest people in the world. And and Matt Letiz were the same. And you know they've got that grace about them. People like that, I have more time for than anyone because you know the really the the gentlemen off the pitch. But the fucking monsters on it, and you know the, the career speaks for itself. And yeah. and it was just like, and, and I think Joey thought I was taking piss at first. I went, no, have you got an autobiography? And I sat and read it, and then I fucking sat there and I'm like, right, tell me when you're at che- Chelsea and you sleep in your car with Mickey Thomas the night before a game, <laughs> you know, and stuff. Yeah. And he got yeah, and and then back in the day they could, you know, they used to kick fuck out of each other, didn't they? They saying, yeah, we're like our fate in him and all that. And I've I'll be sat there like like a kid. Just going, fucking hell. Right, well, you know, Jack and Ori, once upon a time, I'm sitting comfortably, start, you know. And um, <laughs> what, a, what a bloke, what a man, you know. Did, uh, absolutely. Did, did that lack of goals when, when, when it, you know, when, when you started and the goals didn't come straight away and you said that there was an element of pressure? Did, was that, is that like a, like a weird situation? Because I suppose from the outside looking in, when, when you see somebody who's been there and done it as you had been when you came to us, just think, it's going to be a breeze for him now. It doesn't matter where he scores five goals or 50 goals. If he's contributing to the team and dragging these young lads through, yeah. take that all day long. Or, or did you always put yourself under that pressure and that's why you achieved what you did? I think I put myself under more pressure than probably I should have done. Right. Because, I, I, and, and do you know what? I was playing, I was, I was. I mean, we played in, we played similar to all the way in 4-3-3. Um, mm. But the difference was is that when I was playing at the back end and I was 33 when I got back in the Prem, but they had me, DJ and Fletch, and as a front three, we used to rotate all the time. And we had it to a T. 
you know, we, we, it was fucking second nature. When we came to Wrexham, we played pretty similar, but we obviously we had big Danny Rowell front as the main man, so we didn't used to rotate, you know, but I used to come into midfield and, and I still used to set a lot of goals up. But, uh, you know, when you miss a chance or two, but it didn't really bother me because at my, t- at my time of life, it wasn't that I came to be top goal scorer. I was quite happy for Danny to be top goal scorer, but I wanted to contribute. But it was like, and I never used to listen to people and all that, but I knew there was that big of a, uh, from Wrexham fans, there was that big of a fucking optimism to get up because the, the disappointment of the season before. Yeah. And you start letting it get to you a bit. And, and I, I had a word with Moz and, you know, Moz at one point, I remember Moz and Billy Barr pulling me and just saying, you know what, we're just going to leave you out again because, and an and experienced player, but it's only because I cared. I wanted to, you know, and sometimes it doesn't fucking, it's not happening for you. And even when it did, I think I scored against Grimsby at home and, and it disallowed, disallowed, disallowed. And you're going, for fuck's sake. <laughs> so, you know, Brett, thinking about that time, though, I don't think there was any real pressure from the Wrexham fans about you because I, I think they could see what you were giving to the team. And so it's not like, oh, he hasn't scored again. Bloody hell, he's a Premier League player. What's he doing? It, there was none of that. I think, I think. Yeah. You fitted into the system quite well. People realised straight away what you were bringing, and I don't think there was that that pressure. So I'm surprised that you you had well, that. I, I, I did at the pressure. time. I'm, I'm perhaps, I don't know. Perhaps it's, it's something that a, a, a stupid old idiot at my age uh, put on myself. But I, I, mm. I came to Wrexham, and, it, and one of the reasons is because I thought, you know what, I, I could have played at Whitbury in League One and all that, and but I played in that league, but. I, I thought, you know what, if I can help a club like Wrexham, and, and let's get, you know, I played against Wrexham hundreds of times down the years, and it, they were always a fucking great footballing club. You knew when you were going to the race course ground, whichever club I went to, you know, uh, mainly with Blackpool, that you were going to have a fucking game on your hands because Wrexham always played mm. good football. You always had a big fucking following. You know, they'd always get, you know, it wasn't, an, it was always going to be a tough game. And, and, and maybe I did, but we were we were playing good football and we were winning and stuff yeah. and, and and you know and and that. But I don't know. There was something that always. Um, and I think the the the, the final uh, the final when I missed that chance typified that. I was probably more. It's probably one of the worst feelings in my life in that summer. The whole of that summer, you know, we went. I remember we went to Magaluf after and all, lads and all that. And I, and it back in me head, I, I I didn't enjoy it because it was just. I was fucking devastated, and right. I was—I was generally on my children's life. I was fucking devastated, and mm. and it, and it was and because I think it, it, what a, what a way if if I could have helped Wrexham get back into to the to the football league, I think I'd have fucking retired them. I think that yeah. season would have been my last. Even though I had a two-year contract, if we'd have got up into the football league, I I I think that would have been me. Yeah, the only reason I did the second year really is because I wanted, you know, I was, it, it was like I wanted to, you know, but if we'd have done that the first year, I think I'd have retired off that because mm. I think that would have been my swan song um, yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And, and, and what a way to go out to get a team that, you know, has been out of the football league that's a fucking football league club in every, in every way. You know history and everything, uh, but it didn't happen. And and it, and and the fact that we were so close to it, and we were the better team on the day, just made it worse. Mm. It was just like it. It, it wasn't. Um, it was very very hard to swallow, if you will, because so, we had we had great lads. We had such a good squad of lads, and 
you know, we we had um, I I really enjoyed. You know, the lads were fucking brilliant, um, and yeah. and it just it just wanted to be. And then the season after, we obviously lost Martin Riley, lost the Spanish team, lost Danny Wright, and we never really replaced them and stuff. And so, uh, and it was a big thing, and 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 we just knew we we weren't the same. We weren't as good as we were the first year. Another team just yeah. strengthened. And uh, and you know and, and we had a bit of an up and down year to be honest, um, but yeah, I mean it was honestly genuinely it was that summer was one of the worst summers of my of, of my whole career because I, t- I took it to heart I really did because uh, and I still get players and they go well if you and you think fucking hell. and I put it on Twitter once so I'm like, oh I didn't miss it purposely you know <laughs> no one misses fucking chances purposely it went like I fucking missed it and went off cheering with fucking you know. <laughs> it was, um, uh, it was just a mess, and it was, and I still said, and Moz, I still said to Moz, he, he played in my testimony in Moz for, uh, for fouled against Black, a Blackpool 11, and I said, you should have fucking scored it. You would have scored it, we would have fucking <laughs> gone up. Brett, let's let's think of like happier times. We do sort of a sort um, a sort of segment on 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 the podcast called the Fearless in Devotion moment, and it's like the moment where a moment that really sort of touched you playing for Wrexham. Is, is there anything that sort of comes to mind? Um, yeah, I mean, we had a lot of games like that. I mean, we we, we were one of them teams. We were we were a bit unpredictable at times. I mean, we beat so many teams four and five nils when we were playing. We played well, Do you know, regardless mm. who scored. Um, when we we were on it. And, it, and, it, and I really enjoyed playing in them teams, you yeah. know. Um, and, um, you know, obviously beating Grimsby, I, I, I still think we played good enough. We were missing Danny Wright. And we missed, well, we missed Danny Wright, sorry, in the final. Yeah, and we got, yeah. he got an injury and things. And, and Danny was a big player for us because he was he was our, our focal point. You know, Danny, he was a, a big scorer and, and you, could put, you could put any kind of cross in and get... I mean, we got Bish in, but Bish went back, didn't he? Um, so, yeah. when thing, but... Um, yeah, um, when we beat Grimsby in the, in the at Wembley, uh, and we it shouldn't have got to penalties because I felt we were a better team anyway mm-hmm. and, and stuff. And um, so, so to win it, it was it was brilliant, you know, to see the yeah. Wrexham fans. I mean, I, I'd never knew they'd never been to Wembley before, and 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 stuff. And then you see the size of, of what a club is, you know, how big that club is and stuff. And, and every club goes through the struggles, but I think Wrexham have gone through. More than what they deserve, to be honest. You know, through scrupulous owners and and, and whatever. I mean, Blackpool's are you know an owner that is, <laughs> yeah. but they, you know they've sort of they've sort of found them owners and, and found <clears throat> redemption without dropping us, you know, and, or nearly going to bankruptcy of what Wrexham have. Wrexham, Wrexham's a club that's you know without the fans they won't be here. Mm. You know, and when you think of the history of that club and all that, and like I said, it was playing against Wrexham. Um, as 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 young as that, you know, when I, in my early Blackpool, it was always a hard place to go, and they always had great players and stuff, yeah. and 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 that. So the training ground was was superb, um, you know. So it, it was it was always, you know, you always felt that they suffered probably more than most of. And I what think was that's the? Um... What, I think that's what's disappointing me because I, I felt at that time. With that chance, even though fucking hell, we should have scored more. You look at that, but you look at that game and you think, wow, there's only one team in it. McKeon had a storm, didn't he? Had a great game, McKeon for them. Oh yeah, and and sometimes that happens. You know, mm. sometimes that happens, and it, it, it's like, 
Fucking hell. Mm. You know, if you'd have played that game 10 times in that way, we'd have probably won nine and a half out of 10. <laughs> but that was just fucking half of them, wasn't it? Yeah. And, and that, that's what dug deep in the throat. That's what upset. Because you knew, I knew, and I think that's what, I knew what a big club Wrexham was. And I knew after that, especially after that Grimsby game, that all that did was just fucking um, justify to me what I already knew about that club. Mm. You know, and it's gone through a lot. And there's a, and, and you know you're talking you're talking generations and they're that desperate to get up and 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 you know they've saved the club and and stuff and and you know and that's why I felt I think that's why it really it home as as hard as mm. it did for me you know yeah. going back to the Grimsby game what was the celebration like because we've heard a few varying reports. On uh, on what no may or may not have happened. No if anyone, afterwards. If anyone ended up in a wheelbarrow, I don't know. I'm not <laughs> well, here to say. Do you know what? Um, there was there was a couple of us. I remember uh, we went back to hotel and uh, a lot of the young lads went out afterwards. But I was with my missus and right. and Kate's here and Neil Ashton were with his missus. And then uh, you know there's a whole fraud of fucking young lads coming back. Uh, what I remember. And it was nothing to do with me. That's all I remember. <laughs> my missus going, whoa, we're having an early night. <laughs> as early as you can. We've had a good night in the hotel. The young lads are going out. That's nothing to do with me. <laughs> and that's that's all I can tell you from that. Because um, Cause yeah, you went to bed was, early, so you don't know what the hell happened. Well, well, it was nothing to do with me. I was with my wife and... Um, <laughs> You know, whatever she thought, we we went. We, we this isn't a police interview, Brett. We we didn't go to bed early, but we 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 weren't up when in the early hours when they came back. Right, allegedly, okay. allegedly, it was a it was a brilliant night. But I just had a night with my wife, and that's we'd enjoyed the celebrations, and, and me and my wife had gone to bed. And as, as no. far as I could see, we I was out with with me, and Keats was out with Mrs. and Neil was out with his, and we were in the table, and we all went to bed, and so whatever happened. He's, you know, uh, I, I wouldn't know. I, I have no idea. Just touching on that, that, that trophy team was a um, certain Chris Maxwell in goal. For yeah, Maxie, yeah. He, he was now captain of your old team, Blackpool. Um, yeah. Doing pretty well as Maxi. Um, why has he not played for Wales yet? I know what the question will be. Um, be I don't, I don't, do you know what? He's had a lot of injuries this year. I mean, I speak to Maxi a lot. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I do commentary for Radio Langshire, and I did. I do because obviously I play for Preston and Blackpool when he was at Preston as well. Yeah. So I, I keep in contact with Maxi quite a lot, and uh, I don't know, you know, because I think he's he's been a fantastic keeper. He really has, and uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm gutted for him this season because he's he's had a real. I think he's tore his fight thigh bad twice, uh, mm. so he's had he's had really bad injuries at the moment for Blackpool. Um, so, you know, but, you know, I've, I've, I've speak with him a lot. Um, you know, we still recall that day because, uh, and it was a great keeper at a young age. I think he lost his focus a bit, which he'll admit. Yeah. But he's got his head back on and, um, you know, potentially shot stopping and all that. I mean, I've seen him, I've commentated on him at Preston and Blackpool and, you know, some of the saves he's done. Um, he's, he's frightening. Um, and he's a great lad. You know he's he's in a good place. You know, and I real feel for him this season because, like I said, he's had his, he's had a real bad injury run. But mm. Blackpool have got a fantastic squad at the moment, and they're going well. And he's captain, so he's felt that. I know he's I know he's he's regarded there in very very high esteem. So hopefully he can get back and and get his place back in the first team because he's a he's a wonderful lad, and he's and like I say, he's a he's a fantastic goalkeeper. 
cap- captains as, uh, as goalkeepers or vice versa are quite rare in this in the modern age. Does that say something about his capabilities as a leader and a talker? Yeah, I would think so. I mean, Neil Critchley, who's the, who's the manager, you know, like you know, I think that, I think that, um, you know, shows how in high regard that he holds him. Mm. That he, he is captain, and uh, like I say, he's had. Uh, I think he's he's had a couple of uh, tears in his thigh, which which you know, it's, your muscle tears, your hamstrings, and all that. If if you if there's if if there's a severe tear, it can be worse than breaking your leg because yeah. bones mm-hmm. heal quicker. Yeah, you yes. know the, the the muscle tears if they're that that bad, uh, and he's he's just been very very unfortunate to have really really bad muscle tears and. Um, you know, it's put a bit, a bit of stop to him. But again, like I say, he's a great lad. And when I go down to Blackpool, if it, you know, sometimes he's, he's walking around, and I, I always have, to, you know, we always have a good chat. So he's, a, you know, I hope he gets back soon. Going back to your your time at Wrexham, um, I was trying to do some digging and homing in on other games other than the obvious ones which we've already discussed. Um, take me to that game versus Halifax where you got sent off. And Mozza was fuming with you. Oh, you, you know tell what? Us I, you were the right ding dong, and and you, you kissed and made up eventually. But take us yeah. through that. It's the only time I really fell out with Moz, Um because um, at the time we were, we were playing, obviously we were playing Halifax, and um, the linesman was um, every time I went up for an edit, the lad was coming through the back of me with his, right. with his elbow, and yeah. he'd actually cut my head behind my ear, right, and he split my head. So, uh, and it was getting to a point where it, it wasn't even, it was fucking embarrassing. <laughs> and I got up again and he, he, he dumped me again. And the one time I did him back, the ref didn't even see it. The linesman went. And I think there's a photo of me walking off and I'm fucking it is. The that one. Yeah. It is. And even I look at that and I think, fucking hell, I want to kill the. But he was, <laughs> was him. Did you often get like that? Sure, sorry. Was that, did did no, you often no, sort of get. Because no, I didn't I never mean, really it, thought of you as an angry player. No, do you know what? I, I would do from time to time, but it took a lot. It took a hell of a lot. And it, and and like I said, he was. It got to a point where he wasn't. He was doing. He wasn't even trying to hide it. Yeah. He was coming through the back of his elbow, and he must have done me four or five times. And I was at the linesman, and the linesman was just going, "Get on me," you know. And and he actually cut me head. And so I've got up for another head and he's gone like that. So all I've done is A, gone to protect myself, but thought, fuck it. You know, you're having some as well, you dick. <laughs> and, and I got, and, and the linesman, play carried on. I remember the linesman flanging the ref, stopping play. And I got sent off. And I was fucking fuming. I was absolutely fuming. I was gutted like the lads there, but then Moz at the end of the game had just fucking, just had a go at me. And I, I'm not, I don't use a talk back manager and I fucking went for him. <laughs> and I absolutely exploded at him. And I went, and to be fair, Jay Harris had been sent off three or four times, never said a fucking word. And I just exploded and I went, don't you fucking dare come for me. And then I weren't going to come in training Monday. I, Billy Ball ringing me up and I went, fuck off. He can fuck off. <laughs> I, I went, no. Nah. Because it ain't me. Anyone who knows me, that ain't me. That's not my character. And it took a lot. And, uh, and you know, Moss was obviously upset and that, and, and I was, but I just felt you were bang out of order. And I was, and it's still, I'm getting worked up now. I think I, I fucking fooled him. I remember Jay in the corner. I loved Jay to bits. So I was like, that little scout, he's been fucking sent off that many times. You don't say a fucking word. And the dressing room was quiet. And I remember that um, fucking Ash, um, oh, I can't sit, like looking at me. I was fucking pointing fingers. I just stormed out. And, um, and Billy Barroom me Sunday. 
And they went, oh, are you all right? And I went, no, fuck off, I ain't coming in, you can fuck off. I said, find me what you want, bollocks. I said, don't you fucking, that, that cunt's fucking questioning my character and all that. And and I was, I was, I was fucking angry. And I was, I, I was, I was getting, becoming an angry man at that point. Um, but yeah, we, we kissed and met up and, and I said a funny, you know, I, I love most of bits and that, but it was just a point that I just felt it was, I was a, a senior pro and for me to get like that, uh, you know, I'd never been like that before. And I've, I've been like that a few times in my career. And it's, but it's never been my fault. It's always been someone. And I just felt right. the linesman, the linesman was, and the referee were just, they, they, they enabled that because he, they knew what would happen. And and for the linesman to fucking flag the ref and give it like, I did him when I, it, there's only one person who were fucking bleeding. It was me, weren't him. Yeah. And then as I'm walking off, I don't, if it, I mean, I think if it's a good job of ignoring me because if, if they winked at me or something, I think I'd have fucking hit him because <laughs> I would fume it. I've never been, you can see, but, and I look at that picture and I think, I don't, I don't remember it because <laughs> I just got into sight and, you know, I just fucking read this. And then Moz had have a go at me and I just fucking ripped him in it afterwards and I stormed out. I just stormed out. I got in my car and fucking drove home. I think I got home in about 30 minutes and it usually takes me like nearly two hours to go home. So, um, <laughs> Yeah, um, you look back and you're laughing at it now, but it, it, it wasn't fucking funny at the time. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's football. That's thing, things going like that in the dressing room. You know, I, I, I had plenty of arguments with Holloway. You do. It's, 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 it's any, everyone in that dressing room wants to do well. You know, no one's there to fucking take the piss. No one wants a bad game. And sometimes emotions run high and, you know, and, and you know, there's pressures and there's everything else. And sometimes you can over overspill and, and and it's just a part of football. It's not a massive it was never a big fucking issue after that. Once we fucking kissed the meadow, as far as it's gone. Strachan Strachan was the fucking worst. Strachan would hammer you at Southampton to a point where he would rip you to part apart. But the day after it was gone. And he you know what I mean? And it was like, yeah, we get we move on. It's gone that. And and, yeah. and 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 you've got to be like that. But it, that at the time, it, that did hurt me. But once we kissed the medal, I've never, I, I don't know, I've never thought of it since until we're talking about it now. Sorry about that. For, no, for you're the, right. It's for, 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 for football. It's, for the, it's, it's two people who are fucking passionate about a club who want yeah. it to be in the right direction. And if they didn't, mm -hmm. we wouldn't have that argument. You know, if you didn't give a shit, things like that wouldn't happen. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. so and sometimes things happen like that in football because everyone. You know, you, you've got to be passionate and and stuff, and 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 not. But no one goes out to make mistakes. Do you know what I mean? And old school. When I was a kid, lads will the managers will rip you apart and stuff, and 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 that. And so you, you've got to put your points across. And and I think we both respected each point of view yeah. at the end. And, and it was just 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 one of them things. Things just got a bit overheated, and you know. But you look back now, and I think, well, it's just one of them things. You fucking move on. Honestly, I don't lose sleep on it one fucking bit. Yeah, no happy days. I think for the for the child for, child friendly version of this podcast, disclaimer, there isn't one. <laughs> yeah. Ma, Ma, Ma's actually, uh, well, there isn't one. I'll tell you what, there isn't one this bloody week anyway. Mazza's version of this story goes like we fell out after that. He didn't like my reaction, but we talked it through. Hate petulance and thought he should have known better. He wanted to kill me, smiley face emojis. <laughs> <laughs> That's the bias. To be fair to Mars, 
the polite way of putting it, I wanted to kill him. Fucking yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. He's, 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 then, he's then followed it up. He's then followed it up with great signing, though, not just on the pitch, but off it. He was keen to change the room. And that goal at Kiddy, pace and finish, and and three heart emojis. I love Mollov. We have met so many times. Like I say, he played in my testimonial, and we've gone through more cups of tea and all that. And stuff, and, and that's football, and and it should be like you know, it should be like that. We we we're two very passionate men. We both wanted. I mean, he, he was fucking. He excelled me in a way because he played. He was older than me and played longer. Yeah, and he was fucking, and he, he could still score the goal against Forest Green at home. I mean, what a fucking yeah. strike! He scored a goal at Cambridge. Mm. Do you yeah. know when I went scoring, and I come off the pitch, and I was like, "Why the fuck did you sign me? Why do you, you could fucking <laughs> work because he could." <laughs> Do you know, but he needed to be manager, but he still, he still, and he was two years older than me. I couldn't throw that fucking helmet. I've drove him from Blackburn and I'm stiff because he was driving in from fucking favour. He was coming from <laughs> fucking Preston and then doing that. And I'm going, you're 38 and I'm 35 and you're making me look a cunt because you're still doing it like that. <laughs> and I'm, I feel like Tim Man of Wizard of Oz. Do you know what I mean? I have to pop 22 of fucking anti inflams and get me at that being on, on exercise back an hour before I get. Re- can lubricate myself to root to trade. So he, he was a bit fucking, he was a bit uh, of an enigma like that because he, he was fucking brilliant. You know, mm. and, and he's the nice, you know, he's a fucking fantastic friend and, and that. But you have them fuck, I had, I've, had, I've had many arguments with some of my best friends in football and things like that. And and the way I put it down to is if you didn't give a shit, you wouldn't have that, you know, uh, we, we all care and we all want the best. For that club, and if, and if things aren't things aren't going the way we are, and if we just laughed about it and went, yeah, well, you don't, you know, you don't mm. care, and and we do, and we've, and, you know, I felt sorry for him. He shouldn't, you know, they brought Steve. I was going to ask you about this actually. I was going to ask you about the second season. I mean, Morel uh, Moz has been on this, and he sort of said that the, the budget wasn't really what he wanted. He couldn't really get the players that he planned for to, to really push on. After you got you guys got so close, yeah. and I was going to ask, did you do you feel he was unlucky in the second season of what happened, of what of what he wanted, what was promised, and what was delivered? Yeah, I thought he was he was he was dealt a, a bad blow because any team in our position, any we should have. I mean, we lost. Like I said, we lost two big players for us. Our best, mm. the best centre half. Well, we lost Westy as well. Yeah, we lost Westy because of, of finances. So we lost, our best for us. we lost our best centre forward, you mm. know, a big lad who, who scored all our goals. It was our, it was our pinnacle. And, uh, and we didn't replace them. We put kids in and we were, so we were always on. And I remember when, um, you know, and they sat Miles and, and Billy Barr come in and, and we were still playing 4 3 3. I think one of the last games we played, um, Billy, under Billy Barr, we played 4 3 3. We were playing good football. Steve Wilkes come in. And fucking hell, we went to four forty. Oh, we right, Kevin Wilkin was it? Yeah, Kev, sorry, not Steve. Kevin Wilkin. Yeah, which straight away I remember he, he had meetings with everyone, and I don't know whether he thought I wanted his job straight away because he went in and went, "Well, you've had a good career on paper." And I went, "All right, thank you very much." <laughs> um, but then wouldn't play me. We started playing four four two, and I remember we played Grimsby. And I think we drew at home at Grimsby, and I was on bench. I was on bench a lot under Kevin Wilkes. And I remember their sub turning around to me and going, what the fuck's happened to you lot? You were the best footballing team in the league and now you're fucking shit. And I think we just scraped a draw. <laughs> we just scraped a draw. 
playing four four two, we were terrible. We were we were, and I, I remember we we went in at end of game and Kevin Wells going, well we we were fucking excellent, and I just looked at him like that, and he looked at me. I remember caught me out, and I just thought, what, the, what fucking planet are you on? That was shit. Yeah. And and stuff, and I know he'd done all right at fucking whatever some part time fucking Birmingham club. But he weren't a manager for Exxon. He was never good enough for Exxon for me. Um, and that, and he, he, he just dragged me around the country, put me on bench. And I just went to Dom, uh, one of things, and I went, look, I've three months left on my contract. If you pay me up, you'll save the fucking tax. Pay me and thing, yeah, and I'll just walk. And, and uh, you know, he was just being it. But he never had the bolts to say it to me. And and then, when, obviously, Dom went, all right, yeah, I'd have agreed it, and I... I went in to agree the settlement as I was coming out. He come down and went, well, I don't want you to leave. And I just went, well, don't talk bollocks. It's a man's game. If you're going to be fucking mm. truthful, just be truthful. You know what I mean? I'm a no-nonsense. I've been in fucking... I'm not a kid. I've been in football. I've played everywhere. I've been everywhere. Don't fucking talk bullshit to me because it's just... You know, you don't want yeah. me here. Fine, whatever reason. But uh, I always felt that. And I just felt he was the wrong man at the wrong time. It was hard because Wrexham were, you know, they're cutting the budget then. And at the time where I think if we'd have gone for it and supported Moz a bit more and brought in one or two more players, we, we had the squad to go up. We proved it. We got to Wembley twice. We should have gone up. So mm. why not build on that? We cut we cut fucking costs rather than build on it. We lost. Two, we, we could have kept fucking um, Danny Wright. He went to Forest Green. We could have kept fucking thingy at centre-half. Um, we could have added one or two more and we would have gone up. We'd have pissed that league. You know, because Luton, when Luton didn't go up, they didn't cut costs, mm. did they? Yeah, and look where built, fucking Luton yeah. are now. When Luton at that time, Luton fucking... And, and it were a gamble to Luton, just like it's a gamble to, to Wrexham. But everyone knew in that league we had the best footballing team. We were the best footballing team in that fucking league. And everyone knew that. And I just felt Steve... Uh, what is his name? He's, he pissed me off, honestly. <laughs> he pissed me off. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, Kevin Wilkin, his name is. Kevin yeah. Wilkin, it was such a... I mean, I don't even know where he is now. It, it, but he was like such a patronising... He, he, he's at a part-time Birmingham team. Just is to, it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Tamworth or something like that. You know what I mean? No, like, no, he'd love to be at Tamworth. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, Brackley. Brackley. Oh, well, see, I don't... It's Brackley, it sounds like a Lego set, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, but yeah, I mean, I just felt we went from we went from we we just went backwards. But the whole season was backwards for me, and we could have we could have built on that season. We it, it was disappointing, but I think if if the board had just been a bit braver, we had the nucleus of a fantastic team, yeah. and we missed out. But we were a year experienced, and we had lads who hadn't been there before, and I think. I, I think if we uh, and you look your Lutons and all that have done it, they fucking they haven't cut costs at that time, and and, and Wrexham have never finished higher. Hmm. Wrexham have never been there since, and that's and I look back and, and you think, and yeah, I'm sure if you ask Moz, if you give him the fucking resources a bit more, we'd have done that. We'd have made that extra step because we should have made the step anyway. Hmm. But we cut costs too much, and it was it was at end. We played too many young kids, and it was a bridge. It's a bridge too far. You're going to Lincoln away, and these horrible places with with grown men football that you know you don't get fucking free kicks. You get twatted and play on, and you know yeah. they're horrible places. And when you got too many young kids in, it's great to bring young kids through, but you've got to do it at a time, hmm. and you can't do it all at once. 
especially in them leagues, because they're fucking... They're, 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 it's a tough, tough league. Yeah. And, yeah, and, yeah. and we didn't do it. And and, uh, and when he came and then he was 4 4 2, and, and I'm watching the games, I'm watching, and we were fucking going away. And then he's like, we played Macclesfield at home, and uh, Andy Oaks, who's a goalkeeper, um, and it's about two minutes to go. This is what fa- finished me off. I think it was nil nil. Uh, and Andy Oaks come on and went, uh, the manager wants to know, uh, can you play on the right side of midfield? And I said, well, tell the manager, yes, I can, because that's where I started my career. But do I want to go on and play right side of midfield? No, I fucking don't. Uh, I said, tell him that, because that's me done now. You know, we were dragging me down half south, big trip, and, and we were getting beat 3 0. Uh, we were getting beat 3 0. And he put me up last two minutes, and it was like, why? Mm-hmm. You know, and I thought, I'm fucking 35, I'm only 36 now. I'd like, what's the point? Yeah. You know, I don't yeah. need this shit in my life. Um, and mm. and that's why I, and that's why I left and I, and I was I was generally devastated. I met Barry um, Barry Horn or sorry Barry Horn. I met Barry Horn yeah. uh, to agree my contract thing. And I was and you can ask Barry Horn. I was generally gutted. I was generally gutted. We, we come to an agreement and that, and I went to meet him to sign it off. And I, and I sort of apologised to Barry Horn and I said I, I'm generally gutted that it's ended like this because the potential was there for so much more. We had such a good squad and we should have gone up that year and we should have and that's what. And I think that's what makes me guilty even more because the second year, instead of kicking off, we cut back. But, and that's what makes me feel even more guilty because I think if we'd have kicked on from that, we'd have done better and we'd have been back yeah. in football league. I have no doubt about that. There would definitely be a Brett Olmerod statue in Wrexham. If, yes, I don't if think so. I don't think so. I mean, and, 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 and do you know what? They never saw the best of me because I was 35. I wasn't 25. Mm. Just scoring know? that goal would have done it though, Brett. Um, and I, 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 do you know what? And I wish I could change it. And I ne- like I said, I never miss it. I never messed it purpose. No, no. And I just reflect. I just deflected on Mal saying, "If you'd have fucking scored it anyway, right, I'd have celebrated." You've rewritten the history on that. Do you know what? You've rewritten history on that because I'm going to look at that chance again, and I'm going to look at Morel and going, "Your body position's all wrong here, mate." I watched it before. I think Mo said that. Oh, well, you know, like a good striker, you should anticipate me missing it. And to be fair, he's right. He's absolutely right. And a 25-year-old Brett O'Rourke would have been fucking you had on too fire. Much, you had too much faith in, in your, in your <laughs> yeah. boss. Yeah, right, but a 35-year-old who was fucking Tim Man of Wizard of Oz, who's no currently left in his name, <laughs> was a bit slower to react. If, if you'd have scored that goal, we wouldn't be rich and we wouldn't have yeah. Hollywood owners. Well, do you know what? Yeah. I was so... Do you know what? I was absolutely delighted when, when I heard that, you know, Ryan Reynolds, I mean, it's a fucking Hollywood story. But the fact that the Wrexham fans have been through so much, honestly, I was absolutely, I was I was delighted for him. And I thought, do you know what? You've got two guys now, all right, they might not know about, a lot about football, but the fact that they've, I mean, they've got a lot of money now. And let's hope yeah. Wrexham get back in the league because they deserve to. And I was like, I feel that's a bit calmer. For everything they've yeah. gone through, do you know what I mean? And and Blackpool, same with Blackpool. When Oysters went, he was trying to fucking all the money he got, he tried to sack it off. They've got um, you know, Simon Sadler, who's a massive Blackpool fan, multimillionaire, but he was a Blackpool fan, he's a genuine Blackpool fan. And you've got two Americans there who've, who've and they've said this, you know, they've looked into every club, they, they've done they've done the do I can't never say that word, due diligence. diligence. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And I really ought, and I always look for Rexham's results. I really do. And I've been asked to go and do the corporate a few times, but I, I'm always doing radio lunch, you know, so my Saturdays are always 
we, we commentary, but I would love to come back down one day and, and you know, sit in the corporate and, um, you know, St. George Jones with Ryan Reynolds, two Hollywood superstars on a picture. <laughs> I was pissing myself off. But you know what? What a fucking picture that is. <laughs> what one legend yeah. two fucking American phone, you know, super <laughs> thinking, but there's only one legend on that picture for me, and that's Joey Jones. I really do hope that it's better times for Wrexham because they fucking deserve it. The fans deserve it and uh, and stuff. But yeah, uh, and I still get, you know, from time to time on my Twitter, it comes up my Twitter and they're going, yeah, fuck it, you should have scored that. And I, I just put it on one, so it looked lads. I went, I did miss it on purpose. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah, like I did it fucking, I didn't, I didn't fucking scan into that thing and go, go so, you know, so celebrating with Newport fans. I'm ge- it generally ruined my fucking summer. It's one of the worst fucking, you know, <laughs> one of my worst. And and uh, if I could turn back time and score that and we would have gone up, believe you me, that would have been the fucking, that would have been my swan song. I'd have retired. I would never have come back for the second year. I'd have, I'd have left on that. Me and Tim were talking before and we said, right, are we going to ask you about the are we going to ask him about that miss? And then Tim's there, we're not going to dwell on it, are we? And well, well, we didn't, but you bloody have. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I mean. Because I know because I, I, I that's I felt honestly that, that I was I was you don't need, I mean it's but Wrexham fans do obviously they'd preferred it if you'd scored it, but it, it it's not like yeah. everyone thinks, oh. Ormrod's cost us there. No, we might have we might have for a, an afternoon after that game. But then, no, it's not written into our history that that happened. Okay, it's it's a miss that we talk about every yeah. now and again. But I don't think anyone really blames you or, or you know, it's not yeah. as easy a chance as you well, think. To be to be fair, I thought I thought my two my two um, performances in the semi final again. Oh, Kidderminster away is one of my all time. It's probably one of my well, even Kidderminster at all. I think the two yeah. performances were there. Which yeah, were my best absolutely. Direction. I you think know, I went set, to both, set, but the away one, the away one was probably yeah. one of my top top five Wrexham away days in the last decade. I, I, I remember it. They thought they beat us. They were celebrating. Yeah. 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 They were. They thought they beat us. And and we did. And, and once we got to the final, and like I said, we missed, I think we missed Danny Wright that game because uh, Dan yeah. was a big player for us in that sense. And, and, um, but yeah, it's just one of them. It just didn't happen. It's just like Blackpool when we when we got beat off West Ham. I weren't involved, but you know we we, we should have won that game. West Ham scored, and we had Stephen Dobby who was fucking brilliant for us, and he missed a chance. We we got one yeah. all, and he missed a chance that Dobbs. I've never seen Stephen Dobby miss a chance like that, and he fuck it. He just he got it all wrong, and then they scored it last minute, and it happens, and it, it's just finals. But yeah, I just it's, uh, it's one of those things. Right, it's one of those things. But, but and as a player, you know, you, you care about it, and, and and if you don't, then I do. I'm, I'm, you know, that was that was my that was my thing, and it, it was generally one of the worst moments in my career. I, I did. Yeah. I, I took that to heart, and it took me it took me a long time to get over that. Um, simply because I just felt, you know, I could. I, I knew when I came here, I knew the size of this club. I knew the desperation to get back up, and I knew, and 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 that's why I felt so bad. If I didn't give a shit. I wouldn't have bought, you know, I'd have gone fuck that. But I did yeah. because I know I know the, the passion of that fans, I know the history of that football club. Mm. You know, and and, I, and and you can ask Joey Jones. I spoke to Joey when it, you know, first when it went, and I was like, Joey, and he sat me down, he's like, Brett, and he said exactly he went, fucking hell. Even though she's one of the best goal scorers I've ever played with, but he said he never fucking scored. Correct. <laughs> We finally, we've gone round the houses, but we finally got round back to this. Yeah, but, but, but like you said, and you said that to me. And I'm like, as, as much as I love Russia and don't want to fucking, you know, put him down, it, like, it made me feel a bit better. 
It's like yeah. fucking hell if someone like Ian Rush, you know, and sometimes and it, but he was at back end of his career. You weren't getting Ian Rush when he was in his prime. No, I know, was, I know. He was I the know. best fucking striker in Europe, wasn't he? Yeah. He was banging goals in for fucking fun and stuff. No. So and, and it was, and you can ask Joey. I, I spent a lot of time with Joey, and I love that man to bits. He's a fucking legend in every way. Um, and, and me and no, Blake, you know, me and Blake, he chewed his fucking ear off. Blake would be able to tell you better than me because he never forgets. No, he'll remember it all. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> he's, he remembers every minute. Of, he's like a fucking robot. He remembers every minute. He'll be able to tell, <laughs> telling me games we played against each other in like when he were at South Portsmouth, I was at Southampton in 2001, and he's, he's going into details that I have no idea. I'm just going, I, I have to look up the result and not, look at the teams <laughs> to know that we both played, but he knows fucking stuff. He'll tell you individual stuff like like what we did at warm up or what a fucking fan said to me or something. And I'm wow. like, what? I, I reckon, I reckon Glenn Little is about to come up in one of the. the Andy's going to chuck some quick fire questions at you now. I reckon. Right, yeah. This is. Well, I, I, we, I, I, always, I, we always finish with this. It is good. It's good. It's good because you can really throw some some ex teammates under the bus. From your time at Wrexham, who is the most skillful? Um, I'd say Blake was one of. Yeah, it, 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 couldn't, it couldn't run. He'd lost his legs, but you still couldn't get right. the fucking ball off him. <laughs> right. Okay, the next one, I will just say that the Brett Olmerod has been the answer to this quite a few times, but who is the worst dressed? Brett Olmerod. <laughs> <laughs> Gordon Stecken used to say to me, I've seen better dressed rooms than you. And I used to say, I, I was like, he used to say, you're the only one who could put an Armani suit on and make her look like a bag of shit. And I used to say, well, gaffer. I said, I'm a shepherd, not a sheep. I said, I'm an individual. I said, why do I want to be like Beckham and all that? I said, you know, he wears a fucking, I forgot what the watch were at the time, that fucking, them silly Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. And I, I said, yeah. I wear a fucking Casio. And he went, <laughs> he went, that's the best answer I've ever heard, son. <laughs> right. Who was the most underrated? Underrated. Um, oh, that's that's a good question because we had some we had some fucking good players. I'd say if you change it to who did most inconsistent, I'd say Chiz. Yeah, uh, right. Because yeah, yeah. he was he had and it annoys me, and that's why I said to you tonight because that kid could have gone on. He could have played football yeah. league because on his day he could destroy anyone. When that kid he came on against. For us against Grimsby, yeah, he did. He and changed he, the game, and, he, and Grimsby couldn't get near him. Yeah, you know that was his big. That was his big. That was his big game mentality, though, wasn't it? Yeah. He, I don't know if he sort of saw that he's at Wembley, he's in front of forty thousand people, and it all seemed to click that yeah. game. And you was there, right? Okay, he's going to take that on to the next game, isn't he? Isn't he? Isn't he? Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. But, and that's uh, why we were frustrated with him as well. Honestly, I mean, Blake, I used to have the conversation with Blake because he used to live with Blake. And that, and I'll, I'll say cheers because he, 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 he's one of them that I just feel, oh, fucking hell. People talk the talk, what they want. That kid could. And when he came yeah. on against Grimsby, I remember watching against Grimsby and thinking, I have, I have fucking players and scouts ringing me up going, what's he like? I said, well, come and watch him. But, you know, I'll tell me, I said, this kid, if you can get him to fucking play, if it clicks... Yeah. But honestly, you asked Billy Barr, Andy Morel, they had him time and time again. And I was like, you know, whatever you're earning here, you could earn 10 times. Yeah, if you yeah. just apply yourself and you do it right, you've got the ability. Mm. Everything's there. It just has to yeah. click. 
And some, but sometimes it doesn't. And sometimes, and I've known a few players who's like that, and it doesn't. And you just think, why not? But mm. for whatever reason, it doesn't. And uh, he's one of, and I, I put this in my whole career. He's probably the one of the most players that should have that didn't, if you will. Billy Bar, you can have, Billy Bar and Moz had him. You can ask Andy Morell about him. They had him time and time again, trying to bring the best out of him, and it, and it just never clicked. And I just think, what a waste. What a waste. Who was the biggest moaner? That might have been me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, was, I was like Stepso. <laughs> I mean, I look like him anyway, <laughs> don't I? Uh, I mean, uh, oh, Captain Ash. Ash used to fucking warm for fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone, <laughs> says, everyone says Neil Ashton, yeah. Yeah, Ash, he couldn't warm, to be fair. But um, I, I could have my... I mean, yeah, I could warm... Uh, I think Ash moaned on a consistent basis more than me. Right. Okay. Uh, but when, but when, I, when when I could I could you know fucking I could throw the old fucking steps out sometimes and fucking have a bit of a moan. But no, <laughs> you've got yeah Ash yeah Neil Ashton's got to be the the most consistent moaner for me. And um, last one from me before Tim does a few. Um, who was the hardest? Who was the who was the player you didn't want to mess with? Jay. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, Jake was he, he he could he was he was five foot fucking four, but he could snap me in two. Right. You know, and he didn't give a shit. He didn't give a no. shit. He was a little scouse. He used to be Ashy and all that. He used to travel with his called Scouse Mafia. He used to come right, in yeah. and, and you know what I mean? He he was um what a player as well, by the way. What a player. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Do you know another player who I thought could have had a a, a career in football league. I felt mm. he was good enough at football league for whatever reason, but he was. I mean, sometimes I think he he let his he, he let red mist got to him a bit too much, and he got sent off at times when he shouldn't have done. But he was he, he had great technique. He was five foot fucking four, and if he if you pissed him off in a game, he would cut you in two. You know what I mean? He, he could he, he knew how to fucking foul, and he knew how to do it properly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I lost that. What a great! I, I loved him, mate. What a great lad. But he, but he had a good technique. I mean, he scored some fucking great goals. Yeah, some thunder. You know, he could. Yeah. He wanted them. I mean, he did it in games, but in training as well, he could smack, spank a twenty-five yard in, in stanch, and you'd be going, mm. "What a fucking goal that were!" You know, where's that <laughs> come from? And next minute, he two foot someone. <laughs> <laughs> He'd absolutely, you know, <coughs> get up and he just fucking, he got stub marks all down the back because Jay walked all over him, you know. But um, yeah, uh, and I don't just mean hard fighting, I mean just a little tough nut, but but yeah. proper little scouser for me. Fucking, but I loved him to bits, absolutely loved him to bits. Varying Aberystwyth stories. There is, there's the one with Jay Harris and and uh, but Dean Saunders, I think, at the time, wasn't it? it Dean I, I went with Dean Saunders. I heard rumours about that. And some, when we were at Aberystwyth, we, we went to watch The Amazing Spider-Man in, in a cinema that still gave you tickets out. Yeah. And it was like, like sitting in your living room with a fucking widescreen telly. Right? <laughs> and, and, and they still had an intermission where they come round with that. <laughs> It was like going. It, it was like being in Blackburn in 1984 when Ghostbusters <laughs> come out. Um, but it was nice. Um, I didn't really. 
I mean, the younger lads, like I said, I, I was I was 30 odd then. So, um, yeah, I, I just hung there with Keatsy and that, me and Keatsy and, and stuff. But, um, yeah, I mean, um, I, I heard rumours of what the younger lads got up to, but, you know, it's one of them. I know nothing. You know, <laughs> I, I, I never saw it, so I can't prove it. <laughs> it's so true. Um I'm just, I'm curious about, about some of the other characters in that team. I always get drawn to Jocelyn Mayabe. What was he like? We used to pick Jossie up, me and Keats. I used to meet Keats down on, um, before, uh, from M6. Uh, and then we'd travel in. And, uh, and Jossie was like, yeah, obviously he's French. And he was, and, uh, and French aren't, they don't, they don't think like we do, you know. They don't, and <laughs> and, 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 and he, uh, it was brilliant, you know. See, you know, he, he was a great shot stopper, and then he'd let one in that you thought, "Are you taking a bunk?" <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, but he's a lovely lad. I, I really liked Yoss. I really did. But he, he was, um, he, I don't know. I, I, he, he, all I can remember is that he's a bit confused. This kid. Um, <laughs> because I mean, I, I don't, he's, he's probably the first black goalkeeper I'd ever seen. Because you didn't right. usually see. I mean, I remember Shaqir's lap and all that, and you don't, yeah. you know. But what a shot stopper! But then he'd go and do something silly, you know. He'd like you pass ball back to him, he'd let it under his foot, and it'd go in in training and stuff. But then next thing, you did a fucking top corner in training, and he'd tip it about balls. And I'd be thinking, <laughs> how's he say that? Um, but a lovely lad, a lovely lad. Keeps keeps used to hammering. <laughs> Like in a nice way, like fucking hell, and all that. But you know, in a lovable way, it was. It was a nice. It was a nice lad, and um, yeah, it was just one of them things. He, he's again. He, he's. Um, I, I've got good. I've got nothing but good memories and, and lovely and you know, great, great feelings so just. Tell me a bit about this. Um, I don't want to end on a negative, so I'll, I'll figure out something after this. I've got to, I've got to shoehorn it in because Moz has reminded me of it. I can't remember it happening actually, but he says, "Remind us of the the freak injury that happened on the Astro Turf where you sliced your knee open." Oh, well, the Astro Turf used to have um, it used to have like a little curve running round it. Yeah. So this is the Astro Turf uh, at Collier's Park, is it? Brett? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I, I was we were, we were having a, a practice match and I was running down the wing to cross the ball and I had tracky bottoms on. And uh, I crossed the ball in and obviously because it was going out of play, I fell and, and my knees hit the 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 little Ooh. curve. Yeah, 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 yeah. So so but it's ripped your tracky bottoms. So I've got up and I'm trying to run and, and my knee and I could see it's bleeding. So I've lifted it up and I had a slice right across my kneecap. You could see my kneecap. Ooh, I've oh, actually got it. I've actually put on my oh, face, but it oh. was, honestly, it was as deep as you could be. It looked like a, and I've got it, I've in the, I'm in the, tri- I've set fucking scars on my knee still. It's still massive across my kneecap. Uh, and it, it, it bruised my kneecap, but it was, it, it was fucking horrendous for a long time. Uh, even playing, it took me, I think it was after I retired till it stopped hurting. Jesus. Uh, but I have, I have the thing, honestly, it was, and I've got in the uh, we're in the physio room, and I'm moving it about, and I, the cuts that it's about that wide, and that deep, and you can just see I can just move it around, and you can see all my kneecap, and and it was fucking and I had to have it stitched up. Obviously, did to uh, it was it was horrendous, um, but it took me a long time to recover from that, and I never did uh, till like I said till I stopped playing training every day till it settled down. Moses said well, that. Mazza said that we missed you a lot that season because the wound kept on opening and you missed loads of games as a result. Well, well, we tried to stitch it up. That's what I mean. And because it's on your kneecap, it bends your knee, doesn't it? 
Yeah. And where your skin stretches and that. And um, every time like, I tried to push off and stuff, like in training, and it's let, like, you took the stitches out, it's healed. And then I would track training, I'd push off, and then next thing, I, I wouldn't even realise it. And I'd like lift my tracky bottom up, and it was blood pouring down my leg. And opened it up, and it's just, it's just ripped and open again. And it, it wouldn't heal properly, Oof. if you will. Um, and and it, it never did. The pain, the, the bruised kneecap was there for the rest of my Vexen career till I, till I finished. And some days it had been really sore, and other days it had settled down. But again, I was popping anti inflams like, you know, like painkillers, because it was... Um, but yeah, I've got it on Facebook somewhere. I've got it on thing, and, it, and it's <laughs> like, I put it on at the time, and I'm just moving it around, and it was like Billy Ball's going, What are you doing? What are you filming it for? I went, For the claim. Assessing <laughs> 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 that claims direct, have you had an accident last three years? <laughs> claims direct can get me four grand, but they're going to take 3.8. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was just, um, it was just a freak accident, absolute freak accident. But yeah, it was, uh, it was a bad one, bad one, really. <sighs> Crikey. Yeah, but end on a high, Tim. Come on, I'm gonna end. Well, yeah, I'm gonna end on a high. I mean, how, how do you not? It's it's just like been. It's been one of the most fun kind of. You, you know, know hour and twenty. He's packed in, Brett. You've put, we've been on going for probably an hour and a bit, and you've packed in about four bloody podcasts. We're gonna yeah. have to we're what? gonna have to slow this down a little bit and, Honestly, and do it over a couple of parts. We haven't I'm got, got a bleep button. button, but I'm gonna have to do an A to Z, and it's gonna. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So I mean, I mean, I know you've already touched on it, but do you do you genuinely think that that Wrexham now has everything set up for it to win promotion? If not this season, then next. Well, I hope, I hope so. I mean, I've I've looked at the league. I still look at the league things, and if if it doesn't happen this year, hopefully it'll happen in the next couple of years because I think the infrastructure's there. Hmm. Uh, I hope they do, and I really hope they do. I say it's karma because they've gone through a hell of a lot. You know, you've had scrupulous owners just took you to the brink. Who, who fucking building flats behind the ground, you know, who yeah. took over Wrexham and, and the football, but not for the football, for the, for the you know, and, and what people forget is that, I, I've always said this about football clubs, even when you've got that guy at the ball, football clubs should be treated like, um, you know, uh, buildings are when it's, um, what yeah, do they call listed. it? Yeah. Listed. buildings, yeah. right? Because they're going to be there, they've been there hundreds of years before, and they're going to be there hopefully 100 years after. People who come in just because, like the guy who, who, who know, like these are big American owners and all that, got, wanted to change Hull to the Hull Tigers. You shouldn't be able to do anything at any football club, no matter what money you put in, and to, unless you've got 80% of the fans, um, you know, yeah. admission. Yeah. Like even changing the badge. You've got the guy at Cardiff who put money in and changed Cardiff to Reds when the Bluebirds, yeah. you know what I mean, and stuff. And 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 you look what look what happened to Wigan. The guy come in, the FA should have betted him. Fucking pulled his money because he had bets on apparently that they go down. You know, nearly ruined the football club. And and that's and they should be like listed buildings. They shouldn't be allowed. Owners should have to prove, you know that. And if 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 they don't, they should be the ones who, who you know, it, it's it's ridiculous really because. They don't realise what football clubs are as a community, to a yeah. community. And, it, and it, it's a centrefold of community, isn't it? It doesn't just do football, it does everything. The, it, the community projects and stuff around the football club are massive. Uh, and 
and and I'm a massive believer in that. Um, Berry Football Club was heartbreaking mm. because they all had with scrupulous owners who've come in and chopped the club up to try and make assets what they can, and the club went out of thing. And how many clubs could be could be like that? Um, yeah. And it's a disgrace. It really is a disgrace. It's, it it shouldn't be allowed. Um, and it really shouldn't. But hopefully, from Rexham's point of view, they've got two people in um, Hollywood. I mean, Hollywood. Honestly, that fucking George Young between Ryan Reynolds and that, and it, it, they're Hollywood superstars. And I, and I looked at it, and I, I thought nothing but I, I just smiled. I had a, I had a smile like a Cheshire cat because you know what? What a photograph! But what a man! I love that guy. He, he's he was massive for me when I was down there. He, I had so many conversations with him, and and um, you know, I've, like I said, I've still got his autobiography tucked away. Signed <laughs> to Brett. Best wishes, Joey. And. When I first asked him, he looked at me as if he thought, is he taking piss? I went, no. Will you get me a fucking signed autobiography? I want your sign. And I have. And I've still got it tucked away. And I've read it. I've read every fucking page inside and out. What a career. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, I don't think we can top that. If you're going to end on a high, end it, end it with Brett talking about Joey. So, yeah, well, I don't think we can top that. I, I used to set it young kids. They, they, they don't realise this guy's a European cup winner. You know, the stories he's got. You know, he's completely in a rush. His international career is embarrassing. Right? And I'm saying, he's telling me stories playing with soccer. The only time, it, 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 and I'll tell you a quick story, the only time it, it fucking, someone were like that is when I broke my leg at Blackpool in 1999. And I was in the, I was in the gym and we was at Squires Gate and it was an old shitty gym, right? And we used to have this old guy who come in and I didn't realise who we were at the time. And he's on exercise bike and it was Jimmy Armfield. Right. right? But I didn't realise who Jimmy Armfield was. So I'm sat and there was just me and him in his gym for 18 months. And he's telling me when he played against Pelly and fucking Gurinchy and all that in 1962. And he and I'm thinking, I used to go on to my dad and go, this old block, he's fucking seen now. He keeps telling me that, you know. <laughs> and my dad's going, who is that? I'm like, I don't know, but he wouldn't be stuck in a fucking shed. He'd be in, next to an airfield, it'd be La Blackpool telling me about these stories. <laughs> he turned out, fucking where? He was Jimmy Hornfield, but I didn't know. And I was like, when I Googled him, he managed Leeds at European Cup final. And honestly, I spent 18 months and he go, yeah, Brett, and um, I, I play for England uh, in, and uh, we played at the, the Rio de Janeiro uh, uh, and, and we're marking Pelly. And I'm looking at him going, he's fucking ripping the shit out of me, this guy. <laughs> you know, he's, we're in a gym, we're in a gymnasium, right, next to a fucking airfield and he's telling me he's marked the best player, one of the best, greatest players he's ever been. And then I went to my dad, my dad went, who is it? I went, right, I'll find out his name. So I didn't ask him. I asked someone, I went, Jimmy Hornfield. Fucking hell, dude, I've, I've heard of that name. I told my dad, my dad was like, fucking hell, Brett, he played for England. Like, you know, he's, he's still with, he would come and sit on Radio 5 Live every week, you know. And I went, well, why is he in a, why is he in a fucking shed with me on an exercise bike? The shittiest gym you've ever seen. The shittiest gym. Like fucking dumbbells are rusted and everything. And, it, and, and it just me and him. And honestly, the stories he told me, and I was like, and now I think, that's fucking gold. You know? And that's what Joey was like. He was like, yeah, in 80, 81, I think they played Brazil just before we went to 82 World Cup, one of the best, best Brazilian teams, one of the best teams like Holland 74 and Hungary to never win the World Cup. And that, and he's like, yeah, we drew one all and that. And he, like, he got Socrates' shirt and that. And I was like, oh my God, you know, fucking, what, how do you compete with that? You, know, you don't. You don't, do you? You don't. And he's like, 
when, you know, I went to Chelsea, me and Mickey Thomas, and I could be out driving home. So, night before a game, we slept in a car, Mickey's car, outside Stamford Bridge. I'm like, what the fuck? And I'd sit there and go, Jimmy, just wait there. I'm getting another brew. Do you want one? Yeah, stop there. Fucking come back. That's Blakey. Me and Blakey sit there, right? Go on, Jim. Joey, like, and oh, honestly, fucking die for them stories because they're, 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 they're absolute gold because you know the truth. And, oh, God. And, 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 and truth is stranger than fiction. Truth is it's, it's stranger than anything you could ever make up. But yeah, what a, what a man, what a man. Well, wow. Brett did not hold back there. All, all through that, um, I, I know me and Tim sort of talked about, oh, how much did we mention the miss? Um, and we thought, well, we won't hammer it. But Brett, Brett hammered it himself. I mean, yeah. Brett kept coming back to it, to be honest, which shows how much it, it, it sort of affected him. Character, though, eh? What a character. Um, yeah, right. Talking about characters, we're going to need them for predictions. So let's have a look. We all went for a Wheelstone win, but no one went 2 1. So just two yeah, points. A wheelstone win? Oh, just sorry. Win. I just saw a W. I just saw a big W and uh, forgot that Wrexham and Wheelstone are different. They are different clubs. Well, uh, we all yeah. went for a Wrexham win. And uh, yeah, no one got. No one got 2-1, so we're all, all as we were. We've already done Chesterfield. I just remind everyone that Liam went for a 7-1 victory. Um, so, <laughs> no, Liam was the only one who went for a Chesterfield win, actually. So, uh, we'll... Oh, he's wrong. <laughs> but we've got Aldershot at home, another bumper crowd on Saturday. Liam, what do you think? When... I want, I want us to to break our duck and and score a few goals in that game. Uh, I'm not sure it's going to happen, but I'll go wild and say three nil. Wow. Well, you do think it's going to happen then? Yeah, I, I just I'm trying to be optimistic. I mean, yeah, Aldershot have improved since we played them uh, earlier in the season. Tim, do you think they've improved enough to get get anything at the racecourse? Uh, no. So I'm going to go 2-1 Wrexham. Um, for the, to, to, just a disclaimer, we did do the Chesterfield predictions on, on the, the, uh, the the last podcast. That's why we haven't discussed it this time. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll go through those at the end. Um, so uh, I'm going to go, I think Mullin will be back. He'll be firing. So he's either going to score a brace or he's going to get sent off after nine minutes. I'm going to go for the former and I reckon it's going to be a 4-1 victory inspired by Davis and Mullin. Whoa. Right, and then Reese can add his, and we are done. And here I am in post-production to add mine. I think that uh, we will beat Aldershot at home by two goals to nil. And moving on, we've also quickly got time for this week's submission to our fans questionnaire. Here it is. Hi lads, it's uh, Dean38 from Wrexham. Um, been following Wrexham since uh, around 2007 onwards, so uh, all the great years in the conference. Um, like the lad from the last episode really, he used to be a United fan, um, raised obviously through family, 80s and 90s, um, following players like you, Mark Hughes and Brian Robson. 
um, moved to Wrexham, got dragged along to a couple of Wrexham games by a by a mate who's a long long suffering Wrexham fan, and um, that was it really. Never looked back. Caught the bug, and that was it. Um, Favourite way day and why? Um, there's clearly some some obvious ones with the Wembley trips and Tranmere, Stockport, Chester games where they've had some good wins. But for me, it's got to be the uh, Kidderminster games in years gone by. Um, quite local, good pint, and uh, obviously the good pies. Worst moment support Wrexham. It's quite short and uh, and sweet that one. It's it's got to be the uh, the playoff final loss. Um, football league was right there, and um, yeah, we lost it. So less said about that, the better I think. Best Wrexham shirt for me is the uh, is that trophy final shirt, the Adidas one, it's clean cut, minimalist. So yeah, I'd have to go with that one. Uh, stuck on Desert Island with a Wrexham player. Um, who is it and why? Uh, I'd go with Rob Lainton for this one. I think if I'm stuck on a desert island getting a bit of peace. Um, Rob Lainton's a man of few words, keeps himself to himself. Um, so I'd get some uh, I'd get some peace and quiet with him, I think. Uh, funniest Wrexham story. Um, it's Wrexham related, I suppose. I haven't had many funny stories with, with Wrexham in the time I've been following, but um, following Wales down in uh, in Cardiff for, for the Belgian game. And uh, I was down there with a few mates, one of which is quite renowned for getting players' names wrong, mistaking players. Um, in the, one of the pubs down there, saw a fella who slightly resembled Martin Riley, and decided to tell him that it was Martin Riley stood over with with a few of his mates. So uh, he decided to go over there and break into a bit of a song and dance, chanting Martin Riley, pointing directly in his face. Um, fella had no idea who he was, and uh, much to the amusement of his mates as well. Uh, what's higher, 90s bears from Happy Mondays or the floodlights? Well, I know Bez was quite high in the 90s, but um, got to go with the floodlights all day long, that one. And complete the sentence, I believe the current whereabouts of Charlie Trafford is. Uh, I'll go with probably on a desert island with the likes of Freddie Hines, Joss Maybe, and anyone else who's uh, gone missing of the time that I've been following Wrexham. I'd imagine they're all there on that desert island, keeping each other company. Cheers, lads. Keep up the good work of the podcast.